Gene Roddenberry plays homage to Vietnam in this episode of Private Little War. Compliance, the final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of trekking through compliance. His mission? To explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Trekking Through Compliance, Episode 48, A Private Little War. In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we consider the episode A Private Little War, which aired on February 2, 1968, and occurred on Stardate 4211.4. Story synopsis. Spock, Bones, and Kirk beam down to a planet to obtain biological specimens. McCoy reports that the planet is a medical treasure trove. Kirk is familiar with and finally remembers the planet as it was the first planet he surveyed as a young ensign some 13 years ago. Kirk also reports to Spock that the planet's inhabitants are peaceful and are only just beginning to learn how to forge iron. He therefore is extremely surprised to see villagers with rifles lying in ambush for a party of hill people, which includes Kirk's former friend Tyree. To distract the ambushers, Kirk throws a rock, which causes one of the rifles to go off. However, it brings a chase and Spock is shot with a flintlock while trying to escape. The landing party beams up to the Enterprise where they find a Klingon ship heading towards them. However, Kirk manages to keep the ship concealed by hiding the Enterprise on the opposite side of the planet. Kirk speculates that the Klingons have violated the treaty governing this neutral planet, which restricts both parties to scientific research, and uh, the Klingons have provided the villagers with rifles. Kirk and Spock beam down to investigate the Klingons' activities, leaving Dr. Mabinga in charge of Spock. After beaming down, Kirk is attacked by a poisonous mukato, a large white beast resembling a gorilla with a horn on its head and fins on its back. There is no known antidote for the poison, but the hill people find Kirk and McCoy and take them to Tyree, who is now the hill people's leaders. A Kanutu woman, Nona, is a medicine woman, and she is also the wife of Tyree, as well as a power-hungry, manipulative wife. She cures Kirk using a mako root and by having Tyree make a cut across her hand. After Kirk is healed, the wound on Nona's hand also vanishes. Tyree reports that the fire sticks are made by the village people and that they first appeared about a year ago. Nona wants Kirk to use his weapons to vanquish the village people and make her husband a powerful man. She is greatly disappointed when Tyree pledges not to kill and Kirk is reluctant to share his knowledge of weaponry. Kirk and McCoy enter the village and discover the Klingon Krell advising the village leader Apella. Uh, as well as providing carbon-free steel and other technological innovations to advance for a primitive society. Unfortunately, they are discovered when McCoy accidentally triggers his tricorder, but they were able to escape. Meanwhile, Spock recovers aboard the Enterprise, but tells Nurse Chapel to hit me when he comes out of his self-induced healing trance. Nurse Chapel is hesitant at first, but then complies only to be restrained by a shocked Scotty. Dr. Mabinga then comes in and strikes Spock several times, and with the aid of this pain, Spock is able to come out of the trance he is in and is now fully healed. On the planet, Kirk furnishes the Hill people with rifles, noting the analogy of the then-present situation of brush conflicts on the Asian continent. In this conflict, Kirk says two great powers fought through surrogates by supplying opposite sides with equal weaponry in an obvious reference to the then-raging Vietnam War. Nona uses 
an herb to seduce Kirk. Although Tyree witnesses the seduction, he cannot bring himself to fire the gun he is holding and runs off. Meanwhile, Nona is attacked by Magatu, and Kirk uses a phaser to kill it. Nona repays the favor by hitting Kirk on the head with a rock and stealing his phaser. However, when she attempts to turn it over to the village people, they are only interested in raping her. When the hill people uh, arrive, the village people kill Nona, believing she has set them up. The village people are then killed by the hill people, but Tyree is mad with anger and asks Kirk for many weapons with which to kill the village people. Kirk complies by asking Scotty to manufacture flintlock rifles for the hill people, which he refers to as serpents in the Garden of Eden. As they beam back to the Enterprise, Kirk is upset at the loss of innocence he, he has contributed to, but knows of no other action he could have taken. So what's the fun fact? Although it's really not fun um, facts, there's two from this. This episode has two clear analogies. The first is the Vietnam War. In uh, producer Gene Kuhn's mind, the Vietnam War was immoral and hopeless, but ultimately inevitable and inescapable. And in the best interest of the South Vietnamese people, that's certainly the attitude Kirk had. The second is Nona, who is uh, uh, clear, clearly drawn from Lady Macbeth. So uh, interesting use of Lady Macbeth yet again in another Star Trek episode. This episode is very troubling in many ways. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Vietnam angle when we get to the compliance lessons learned. But the rape scene I found was extraordinarily um, poignant, uh, difficult to watch, and uh, very powerful. It... uh, has a lot of subtle points in this episode. It's uh, certainly a very realistic moral dilemma for Kirk. Either he allows his allies to be slaughtered by the villagers and uh, maybe even the planet, whole planet is turned over to the Klingons. And then, of course, everyone would be slaughtered by the Klingons or arm them and watch them lose their innocence. Although, Kirk, the Klingons' plan seems quite long-term, um which typically the Klingons don't think of long-term, but they sure seem to be in uh, this episode. And um, Dr. Uh, Mbegda, uh, the one who wakes up Spock uh, by snapping his out of his uh, coma, it was certainly um, a powerful scene as well. But some of the most interesting commentary I've read talks about this episode in the context of feminine sexuality. Certainly we had sexuality in TOS. Well, typically it is when uh, Kirk or one of the other officers has a love interest. But here, uh, and you can think of Nona, Marta, A Wink of an Eye, Elon of Troilus, etc. Um, but when they have their own sexual desires, uh, they become something very different. And that's what we see here. Although we have to note there are many strong characters in uh, Star Trek, uh, Tapring, Edith Keeler, uh, the characters played by Diana Muldar, uh, Ariel Shaw, and um, a little, uh, and several others. So, um, an interesting way to think about this episode. Uh, certainly, um, some tough scenes to watch. And of course, the Vietnam angle, which I'll talk about a little bit more, is uh, also very controversial. So what are the three key takeaways in this one? First, we have to start with the analogy to Vietnam. Um, The war was raging at this time, and uh, it was literally ripping the country apart. 
this episode was Star Trek's discussion of it. Um, and really, Star Trek came down that it was um, inevitable and inescapable, the arming of both sides. Um, so uh, a pretty sad commentary all the way around, unfortunately. For the compliance takeaways, though, um, does your board need compliance expertise? Kirk certainly could have used a greater conscience here, uh, although perhaps uh, an ethics advisor would have said that for the Hill people to survive, they needed uh, to have um, similar weapons as well. So does your board have compliance expertise? Can someone on the board ask the uh, straightforward questions that need to be asked of a compliance program? Uh, second of all, the uh, mergers and acquisitions. Uh, and I bring this up because there's now a safe harbor under the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act for M&A, but it requires you to engage in a wide variety of pre-acquisition and post-closure actions. So if you move through the uh, FCPA uh, corporate enforcement policy, which has now been appended with the M&A safe harbor, uh, you will literally get a declination. So uh, what is the safe harbor? How do you get it? And have you engaged in it for your acquisitions? And then finally, the FCPA itself. Uh, I thought it would be, uh, this episode would be a good way to talk about how the FCPA actually fosters competition. It fosters competition by uh, requiring companies to actually uh, market and sell products uh, on a level playing field and not through the use of bribery and corruption. Join us tomorrow where we take up the episode, Return to Tomorrow. If you enjoyed this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, you can help it grow by sharing it with the biggest Trek fan you know. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>